consume a lot of wheat. In the meantime, we had a nice rally that started last uh, last week, actually on the 27th of November. We got up against the, the uh, one-third speed line, the upper Bollinger Band, sold off kind of hard on Monday. But uh, today was a turnaround Tuesday, and inside day, we got most of it back. As you look at this wheat complex, though, I mean, where are we seeing? I mean, they talked about the plains getting some warmer weather. It's still very dry in many areas. I know wheat is in its dormancy stage, but does that cause some longer-term concerns for this complex? Well, obviously, you need soil moisture. I, the the seven-day soil moisture forecast is a little wetter for, for uh, Texas and Oklahoma, which is encouraging. The, the, the most severe drought areas really uh, runs from Kansas up into kind of south central uh, Nebraska, you know, Lincoln area and, and surrounds. So, and uh, Nebraska's cut way back on its wheat acreage over the last few years. So it's an issue, but we also know that during dormancy, it's it, the, the biggest concern is just getting winter kill. And that's, that's got to be, you know, more like 20 below zero to do that. So we're, we're just, uh, we can build a little premium in, but I think the big question is exports here. How, how much are we getting? Who's who's buying it? China came in and bought some, and then we've had uh, a pickup in activity from some of the African countries and other traditional buyers because China's come in and, and absorbed some of the supply. So what about on the soybean side? I mean, a turnaround Tuesday, as you described it for them. Yeah, we had a nice pop yesterday, uh, you know, pushed it hard all day, uh, and closed near the highs of the day. Uh, you had, you had soy oil get, have a pretty good day as well. And, uh, you know, there's two, two basic patterns we've been seeing here over the last two months in, in beans. It's either, uh, two days up or two days in one direction and three days fading it, or it's a turnaround Tuesday where you, you're up on Monday and back down on Tuesday. And this week it was the turnaround Tuesday pattern. We, we're, we're still seeing a little bit of pressure on the meal. And that, uh, was a justification for the lower beans today. You had, you had meal down 290 in the Jan and you had the, the bean oil down as well. Crush margins are still pretty attractive though. We don't think this is going to slow, slow crush use at all. Daily Wire, though, saw some, some bean movements. What, right around 198,000 metric tons? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're seeing some, some movement there. And, you know, the other, the other thing we obviously have to address, the elephant in the room, is, is Brazilian production and, uh, you know, how much the weather is hurting their yield. But that was what we were trading on Monday was, are we going to, are we too high on the bean yield estimates for Brazil? Uh, one thing I would point out on beans is is the South American production is still forecast combined, you know, Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay to be over 900 million bushels larger than last year because Argentina is coming back from their drought. So we can sit here and, and uh, talk about, you know, U.S. exports or, or uh, acreage prospects for next year. But we're, we're fighting against an increased supply down there, even if they lose some yield. Do you have any have any thoughts or, or where we might see this bean complex move? Because we know that China's had the passion for for beans coming out of out of Brazil, but is there still a chance? We've got some beans sitting in the bins here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 definitely need to move more beans. With you, know, you look at the monthly chart. We what we have to remember is short crop, long tail. All right, twenty twelve and twenty twenty two were were the peaks. Those are all, you know, all-time high and second-best all-time high on price. 
typically the market works lower over the next year or two. That's probably, that process is probably happening here. China is going to import 100 to 102 million tons of beans. And uh, the, the, the problem there is their internal bean and corn prices have dropped quite a bit here since uh, 2022. And they're liquidating hogs right now. They overexpanded the hog herd. Their economy's not doing that great. And uh, pork demand is, is uh, soft. And so we can kind of see a window there where they're not going to need quite as much corn and meal. Then after that, they're going to have to stock up again. What is it, what's your thoughts on, speaking of corn, um, ethanol margins and things moving forward there? Well, ethanol's, uh, ethanol margins are okay. Uh, just had a, a visit with a, a major ethanol producer yesterday. The, you know, they're, they're not uh, like screaming from the rooftops, but they're, they're okay, right? Uh, the, the, what they want to see is, is more uh, broad adoption of E15. All right, going from E10 to E15 would be a huge increase in, in consumption. It's got good basis uh, behind it for, for you know, the green energy people and the carbon reduction and the carbon recycling kind of things. But we, we don't seem to be getting it done you know, on, a, on a national scale. You know, you've just got some individual state initiatives. So, the uh, you know, th- what we see is that the ethanol use is 5.3 to 5.4 billion bushels, and that's probably not going to change a whole lot during this current marketing year. Renewable biodiesel or renewable diesel is where all the growth is right now. All right. Well, we've got more coming up, folks. Stick around the second half of the channel, Final Bell. Just around the corner, we'll dive into some movement on this livestock complex. And, yep, it is green on the screen for those cattle. More is coming up. It's a Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Brands along with Channel Seed are merging in 2025, and we're ready to up your seed game. Here's Channel Seed professional Dustin O'Hanlon from Lexington. I'm extremely excited about this to see the focus of taking all 11 brands and moving into one and combining the knowledge that we've got into one brand and bringing every bit of that together so we can have one focus, which is taking care of our growers. For more, contact your local Channel Seed professional. KRVN. Welcome back to the channel final bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Going to do some switching of gears to take a look at the livestock side of the trade action. And I, and I kind of joked uh, at the beginning of the show, and even with you on the air, as Alan Brugler, by the way, continues to join us with Brugler Marketing and Management, that, man, it's got to snow or something because we've got two days in a row with some green on the screen for this cattle market. We know what a bath last week was, Alan. So kind of nice to have a Monday, Tuesday with some positivity. Yeah, definitely a, a little uh, friendlier environment today. Of course, we we did hit some life of contract lows. You're getting a little bit of profit taking off of that, uh, you know, short term gain kind of situations. The uh, you know fundamentals. The one thing that people keep pointing out is cash is above the board. We're in the middle of the delivery period. That at some point. Uh, you'd think that would support the December futures. I mean, it doesn't have to. Cash can keep coming down until expiration. But the the bulls are kind of saying, you know, if cash doesn't need to go down, then we don't need to take the board down. So looking at the packer margins, how how do you see those looking right now? They're they're fairly snug right now. The uh, and have been for for quite a while. I mean, you, you look at 2021, 2022, they had some huge margins in there. 
the market got out of whack. Uh, you know, not only with shackle space, but you know, retail clearances too. But they they've been fairly tight, and right now they're tracking very closely uh, between the cash price that they're the five area cash price and the wholesale price. So, as the wholesale prices have dropped over the last couple of weeks, you've seen seen that uh, that cut out, uh, or I'm sorry, the five area drop also. Uh, we, we're uh, we're probably not out of the woods on that yet on the cutout simply because of where we are in the calendar. All right. We're two weeks till Christmas. Uh, your, your retail sales are, are switching over to the hams and turkeys and, and some prime rib, you know, but, uh, this is not seasonally a strong period for cash beef. And, uh, the other thing we have to look at is the placed against numbers with all those heifers on feed that we had in the last cattle on feed report. You know, we've got, comparatively year over year higher numbers of cattle here than we than we thought we were going to have three months ago for this time period so how is consumer confidence then at this point what are you hearing uh what i'm hearing is they're getting squeezed a little bit you know the 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 durable goods prices are coming back down or right? demand's not that great so so durable goods you know the refrigerators and the cars and that type of stuff prices are coming down What's not happening is services aren't coming down. All right, so uh, you know what? What's that mean? You're 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 still paying up at the restaurant, or at the, and uh, you're paying up at anything that that has a lot of personal labor in it. And so, what am what am I saying? You, you've you've got a little bit of discretionary income squeeze here, and what they're doing uh, to a small degree at least is switching to cheaper cuts. They're they're going to to pork and chicken, or they're uh, downsizing the hamburger a little bit. It's not a it's not a huge shift yet, but uh, consumer discretionary income is getting squeezed a little bit. So I'm curious, and we didn't talk about this before we went on the air, but you know, COP28 had some push for the Western Hemisphere to quit eating as, as much meat. Did that markets just kind of look at that and move on? I think that's such a long term factor. Uh, that, that you really don't can't price it in. You sit there and say, "Yeah, I got to kind of keep an eye on that," but you know, it's not going to change the numbers anytime soon. On Friday, uh, you were on the weekend report with me, and you were talking a little bit about LRPs and last week's trade, and kind of wanted to bring people up to speed as to to what you continue to find out. Yeah, there's been a, a kind of a, a, a rumble out in the country, particularly in cattle country, about the. Uh, uh, the cattle sell-off and, and kind of wanting to blame it on the LRP insurance policies and the, and the insurance companies behind those. And the, the speculation or the scuttlebutt was that the that the uh, insurance companies were losing a ton of money on these contracts and were, were uh, involved heavily in the futures market, either selling futures to adjust their delta or had sold puts under the market and were, and were losing a lot of money on those. Um, you know, we've done a little more digging on that, and so has uh, some other folks, uh, Todd Holtman over at DTN and others. It doesn't look like the insurance companies have really been that major factor here. You know, what you see is the speculator short position, particularly in feeder cattle, has increased tremendously. And that's not where the funds, or that's not where the insurance companies would be. Um, I'm talking CFTC data here that came out on Friday. All right, great stuff today, Alan. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Oh, please call us, 402-697-3623. That's our main number. You can 
visit our website, www.brugler, B-R-U-G-L-E-R, marketing, all one word, dot com. Want to follow us on x.com or formerly Twitter? It's the Brugler MKTG. All right. That is today's Channel Final Bell brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professional. As always, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Tuesday version of the Channel Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.